Hello everyone, my name is Andy Nowicki, I am the Nameless One, welcome to another Nameless Podcast. I wanted to talk for a few minutes about an interview that I heard on YouTube the other day, which I think is one of the more important interviews uh, that I've heard in a while. It strikes me as something that gets to the very core of the credibility of Pizzagate claims. And, of course, the biggest obstacle to people believing in Pizzagate, believing in, quote-unquote, Pizzagate, quote-unquote. I put those terms in quotes because, you know, what does it mean to believe in something and what is Pizzagate exactly? It can mean different things to different people and it can mean something completely off the wall, just ridiculously, incredibly unbelievable. Of course, something that nobody in their right minds would believe in. And that's what that's what the mainstream press and others who deign to talk about Pizzagate at all, who, uh, again, represent, I wish I could think of a word besides mainstream, just the, the kind of voices that are thought of as being credible and respectable and believable, which, to my mind, is has just gone out the window. If you're paying any attention to these kinds of sources and you actually still believe in their credibility just because they are slick, just because they are well-funded, etc., and so on, I mean, you need to wake up if that's how you still are prone to think. And I know it can be difficult to pull yourself out of that mindset, but it's necessary work. It must be done. But I'm realistic. I know these things only happen at their own time. You can't force these things before their time. You can't make something uh, happen before it was meant to happen. You can't force a birth to take place before it's set to take place. And this kind of change of mind, change of heart, realization of, of the truth of things, what's again often called getting red-pilled these days, that's going to happen if it's going to happen and in its own time. Now, what I and others can do in our, you know, well, I'm speaking for myself in my own very humble kind of way, because I know I'm not one of the more listened to people out there, and I'm not saying that self-pityingly, just, just making that observation. Um, I'm not a big deal or anything. But what we can do is simply sound reasonable and point out reasonable things and just keep it up. Keep mentioning things that ought to be noticed. And that's what I try to do. That's what I have set out to do personally. And it's the motivation for writing my book, Meta Pizzagate. I really started along that trail, as I talked about in a previous podcast. I, I started along the trail of noticing these kinds of really 
just awful things, awful, terrible, and yet, to my mind, indisputably real things that are happening, that are being done, that, that those in power are doing to the weak, to the vulnerable, to children. When I first came upon this, as I say before, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it now. You can hear me talk about it in a previous podcast. But when I first found out about this, it was maybe now we're talking more than three years ago, close to three and a half years ago, when I first came upon all these things, which are not secret knowledge. It wasn't like somebody whispered something in my ear and let me in on something that you know, isn't out there to find. You can find it too. Just look up Franklin scandal, Franklin cover-up, if you want a place to start. And it was, it was around that time when I first became aware that this was happening. And I didn't want to believe it. And I didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to ignore it. I had to ignore it for my own mental well-being. And I had to just not only ignore it, but to pretend that I'd never heard about it. It's an amazing state of mind to be in, I'll tell you. And you've probably experienced this too in one way or another. Coming across something so horrifying, so awful, that... You just don't even want to think about it. You want to put it out of your mind. You curse the idea that you curse the fact that you ever came across this knowledge in the first place. And you wish you could go back to how you were before you came across this knowledge in the first place. It's that kind of thing. It was that kind of thing for me. And I also have to emphasize that I would have done anything to have it be disproven. Not, I wouldn't have done anything, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I would have given anything, is what I mean. It, you know, if I had gotten fired from my job and lost all of my livelihood, but at least I found out that the Franklin scandal isn't real and that the political elites and those in charge of culture and society and the government, etc., don't feast upon abuse of the innocent. You know, I would have gladly uh, made that exchange just because it was so troubling to me. I really wanted it not to be true, but it was true. I couldn't. I couldn't escape from its truth. And so I just had to stop thinking about it. And here I am talking about it again. Sorry about that. But let, let this all just be a preface to what I am going to say here. And that is, I encourage anybody who's interested, anybody who's listening to me now, you might be a skeptic when it comes to Pizzagate, but maybe you have an open mind. If you are somebody who is skeptical but open-minded, I really suggest that you listen to 
Titus Frost. Go up, go to YouTube and look up Titus Frost. He can probably be found elsewhere besides YouTube. I know that YouTube is no friend of the independent researcher these days, the independent journalist, the independent thinker, the non-corporate thinker. But this guy, Titus Frost, is still on YouTube. And if you can, again, if you can find him elsewhere, find him elsewhere. But find the interview that he has done with the person who found child porn, who I should say, to put it in a legal, legally expedient sense here, who claims that he found child porn on the server of Comet Ping Pong in Washington, D.C. Look up this interview, listen to it, and see what you think. See if this man who tells his story here, see if he sounds credible to you. See if his story makes any sense if he is lying. This is a man who, uh, it's, it's close to a year ago now, it was in late November of last year, says that he found this cachet of child pornography on the Comet Ping Pong site, the now notorious Comet Ping Pong in Washington, D.C., owned by James Alephantis, friend of the Podesta brothers, friend who are uh, affiliated with the Hillary Clinton campaign and affiliated with Barack Obama and other D.C. power players. He said that he found child porn on the site of Comet Ping Pong, and that he reported this to the proper authorities, and basically, essentially, got nowhere. It looked like he was getting somewhere at first, but then he was stonewalled, got the runaround, and it's a year later, and nothing has happened. There's been no follow-up whatsoever, and now he's decided that he's going to come out and talk about it. And this, so he gave this interview on the Titus Frost YouTube channel. So listen to him. Listen to this man tell his story. He doesn't reveal his name. But a link to his Twitter page is included among the show notes. And he does invite people who are affiliated with the media to contact him. And I can say that I did contact him and heard back from him, and we had a conversation, which I'm not, I won't talk about any more uh, than just to say that we had a conversation and that I was further convinced of his credibility from the conversation that I had with him. He seems, again, like a very sober-minded person, not someone given to making wild claims, not someone who's looking to bring attention to himself. In fact, he really doesn't want attention. And he feels in some way that the attention that he, he got put him in some danger. He had some reported incidents that uh, made him think that he was perhaps being targeted. And the claims seem to me to be quite credible. But again, I encourage you to look 
up this. In fact, I'll, I'll try to provide a link here. Uh, I will provide a link to this interview and I, I invite you to listen and to think for yourself and ask yourself if this guy seems like somebody who is believable, if he seems like an attention whore, if he seems like somebody making exorbitant claims, you know, just to, just to get some notoriety, you know, listen for yourself and ask yourself those questions. Now, the tricky thing, the dicey thing with all of this is when you come across material like this on the internet, you are legally obligated to report it to the authorities. You can't keep this material to yourself. You can't have it as evidence on your hard drive, because if you do that, you are guilty of possession of child porn. So he is not in possession of what he came across. He sent it along to the proper authorities. And they've done nothing. They've done absolutely nothing because one can surmise because they're in league with the power brokers or either that or they choose to do nothing because these are people who are just way too powerful. And even if they aren't in league with them, they can't take them on because it's, uh, they'll get crushed. And they, have the, they don't have the resources to do so, so they just have to let it go. It's one or the other. You know, both of them are damning statements concerning the state of things and the people at the top. It would seem that the people who rule the roost can do and do forbidden things and get away with it. I mean, these were materials that, according to this man, were right there on the server, right there to be found. He was able to hack in and see what was in there, but it didn't take much. It didn't take really sophisticated tech skills to do it. I mean, it was more sophisticated than I can do because I'm tech ignorant. I might as well be a baby boomer. I'm, I'm really a Gen Xer, but I may as well be a baby boomer with how little, how few computer skills I have. But in his case, he was able to get in and see this stuff without much trouble. And it was right there. It was right there to be found. And there was a shopping cart. You could purchase things. Again, I'm just summarizing what you can hear for yourself in this interview and, and more. You can hear more than that as well. So what is the takeaway here? I would just emphasize that Again, if you're of an open mind, if you are interested in the question of what's really going going on, but you have your doubts about these seemingly really out there stories of systemic 
child abuse indulged in by the very rich and the very powerful, the top of the food chain, the elite, the uh, powers that shouldn't be, <laughs> the deep state, whatever term you want to use. If you're skeptical, all I say is just listen to this interview and decide for yourself. And the only other thing I would throw in, and this is a point I think I have made before, but I just want to re-emphasize it here, is the claim that Pizzagate has been debunked is patently false. It has not been debunked anywhere that I know of. Well, there's, there's not only has it not been debunked, there's been no effort to debunk it anywhere. The only thing that people say is, oh, well, these claims are false, and they were claims that people, that, that child uh, uh, trafficking was happening in the basement of Comet Ping Pong, and Comet Ping Pong doesn't even have a basement. Ha, ha, ha. What idiots believe these kinds of things? What nut jobs? Well, this is completely patently intellectually dishonest because, as I've said before, Pizzagate, it's a silly name, but it's the name that's stuck, so let's stick with the name. Pizzagate goes off in all different kinds of directions, and it is not about whether or not there's a basement at Comet Ping Pong, which, by the way, James Alephantis has said in separate interviews that there is a basement at Comet Ping Pong. He's talked about uh, having things that they store in the basement. He said that in an interview before Pizzagate broke. He talked about keeping things in the basement, food materials and, and such in the basement. So even that is not as clear cut as it sounds, even if you want to go on about the question of a basement at Comet Ping Pong as if that were the really the crux of the whole thing. But it isn't. It's about many, many things, some of which center upon Comet Ping Pong, some of which uh, relate to cryptic code words and the Podesta letters, some of which uh, concern activities in Haiti and Clinton cronies in Haiti who tried to smuggle children out, claiming that they were orphans when they really weren't orphans, and a woman named Laura Silsby. You can look her up if you want and see what you come up with, see that she was imprisoned in Haiti for taking children out, attempting to engage in child trafficking, and she was sprung out of prison by none other than the Clintons, Also, look up Jeffrey Epstein and the Lolita Express and Pedophile Island. I mean, there are so many things involved here. It's not about the fucking basement in some pizza place. That's not what it's all about. And claiming that that's what it's all about and that that's been debunked without even saying anything about all of these anomalies, all of these noteworthy pieces of evidence, and, and more, I'm only scratching the surface. I mean, 
to use another cliche, this rabbit hole goes very, very deep. So, putting all of that aside, though, I urge you, anybody listening, anybody within earshot right now, if you have an hour to spare, I urge you to listen to this interview with this man who spoke with YouTuber Titus Frost about what he found on the Comet Ping Pong site. The child porn that he found, that he claims that he found on the, on the Comet Ping Pong, Ping Pong Pizza site. And the steps that he took alerting the proper authorities to this material and how he was stonewalled, how nobody cared, how nobody gave him the time of day, and how a year later nothing has been done about this. Listen to this interview and think for yourself. Come to your own conclusions. I am fairly confident that the conclusions that you will come to will be discomforting ones. They will be conclusions that you will not be comfortable with and which will rock your world if you think that those at the very top high echelons of power mean us well, mean the rest of us well, and that there's nothing really to fear, that yeah, there's some corruption, but really we shouldn't indulge in these kinds of paranoid delusions about how evil they are. Well, I think, again, if you think that, you will be discomfited by what you hear in this interview. But again, listen for yourself and think for yourself and come to your own conclusions is all I have to say. And pay attention to the fact that nothing whatsoever of substance has been debunked with regard to Pizzagate. A year later, nothing has been debunked. And the evidence that is there is just as galling and as damning as it ever was. And the fact that nothing has been done about it, unless something is happening behind the scenes that we don't know about, but the fact that seemingly nothing has been done about this galling, damning evidence is uh, even further evidence of the full black demonic degree of corruption that is out there among these high up, high echelon power clack people of both parties, but both parties, Republican and Democrat, are really the same. Ultimately, deep down, they are the same on that high level. And the rest of us are just pawns to be used and used up, consumed, and then flung away like chicken bones. Anyway, I won't put too fine a point on it. I only urge and recommend and implore you to listen to this interview and make up your own mind and see what you think. And if I can play some role in pushing the open-minded towards 
making the same, same kind of awful discovery that I unfortunately had to make, then I will feel I've done my part. And hopefully, in some infinitesimal way, helps to push the world in a better direction. Thank you for listening. My name is Andy Nowicki. I am the Nameless One, signing off. Talk to you all soon.